Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor at Light Reading. And today on the podcast, this is a special sponsored edition of the Light Reading Podcast. Our guest today is Bart Spreester, the general manager and of uh, content and streaming providers for Comcast Technology Solutions. In the month of August, Comcast Technology Solutions has been uh, our generous sponsor for the Light Reading Podcast. And now we get to talk to uh, uh, Bart about the streaming media market. And uh, we'll talk about uh, the technology trends, the industry trends, and also some projections about uh, what he thinks is just around the corner and what Comcast Technology Solutions is doing to uh, incorporate more technology into its uh, stack and to help streaming providers really stand out in this ultra competitive uh, market where uh, consumer choice has never, it's really, never been better um, and the technology game is ultra competitive as well so this is a pretty great time uh, to be in this market as both a consumer and a, a technology company and we'll uh, uh, we'll talk all about it right after this this podcast is sponsored by Comcast technology solutions backed by Comcast 20 plus years in the broadcast and streaming industries, Comcast Technology Solutions provides the technology stack and expert guidance that allows Tier 1 media companies worldwide to manage their content from post-production through delivery. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor at Light Reading. And today joining me, uh, my guest is Bart Spreester, the general manager of uh, content and streaming providers at Comcast Technology Solutions. Hello, Bart. Hey, Phil. How are you doing? Doing well. And you? Uh, great. Hope you're staying healthy. I am trying. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm avoiding, you know, all the things you're supposed to avoid in the pandemic. Uh, but as far as other bits of being healthy, I'm, I'm, I'm eh, you know, it's day to day. Let's put it that way. Uh, same here, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm not above a sleeve of Oreos every now and then if I have to. Um Anyway, let's uh, l- let's get to it. Uh, today, we want to discuss a little bit about the streaming media market, uh, technology trends, industry trends, and then maybe some projections or about what's around the corner. Um, I wanted to first start out by talking about, I guess, consumer and industry trends because in most technology sectors, the consumer you know market has kind of shaped how we view and consume technology over the past uh, you know decade or so. So I'm I'm curious about um, what consumer and industry trends uh, you see shaping uh, streaming technology, and maybe what priorities are are ahead in that business. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess first off, we're we're in a bit of a fortunate time because you know really streaming is still relatively young. I mean, if you look at streaming. Um, and the technology and, frankly, uh, consumer adoption, it's really only been happening over the last 10 or maybe 15 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, YouTube update or uploaded their first video, I think it was almost exactly 15 years ago this past April. So it's all been relatively young. Um, the good news is we have many of the elements and pieces of the technology that's in place to make it happen that's you know been developed over the last several years. So it's really kind of, I would say, free reign for our consumers to take off on this. So one of the things that we've seen in the marketplace, of course, is uh, the uh, you know advancement or the plethora of all these services uh, 
um, these virtual MVPDs and and all these uh, content providers um, starting their own um, uh, services up, which is really, really great news for the consumer. The, the other thing that's happened, of course, is that the bandwidth rates uh, across the world are relatively low and uh, uh, the capacity or the max bandwidth going into your home is relatively high. So all of that, I guess, from a I don't know, trend or an industry point of view is really great news for the consumer. Mm-hmm. So the, the issue, I guess, for the consumer, though, is choice. So, you know, the rule of thumb, of course, is that consumers will do two to three services in their household uh, streaming services to sign up for that. And, and even though there are some uh, reports out there that say that that number will uptick over the next uh, couple of years, there is, um, a, I think, a quite a large push for uh, almost a re-aggregation of all these streaming services. <laughs> so I think what we'll see from the MVPD community, whether it's the virtual MVPD or classical MVPD, is is a um, an aggregator of aggregators kind of uh, uh, concept happening. And uh, I think that might be good news for the consumer because it's more of the one-stop shop to get all your different streaming services. Yeah, it's interesting how it's uh, how it, it it every single channel has you know, and every single network has kind of taken it upon themselves to um, um, not not only be part of the overall streaming picture, but uh, put their own spin on their own content library. You know, put uh, display it the way that they want to have have their own sort of user experience associated with it. And I guess with apps, that makes it so much easier. Um, to, to set up and execute. Um, but yeah, for the consumers, it does, it, it, it does, uh, it does pose a bit of a challenge, especially now when you uh, typical around our house is the, uh, the problem of we, we, we think we know what movie we want to watch. We have no idea if we've already paid for it or not. Do you know, um, I guess one, one good thing that comes out of all of this is, uh, like I said, choice earlier, Mm-hmm. And uh, choice can be confusing. So I think one of the things that you're going to see is the, you know, we always have recommendation engines and they're part of almost every streaming service or ever or every MVPD service. But I think um, the, the importance of a recommendation engine or almost a search engine across your services is going to be even more important. And um, I, I think that's definitely going to be one of the hot trends and, and frankly, one of the major value adds across all these streaming services as we go forward. Because, you know, it used to be the rule of thumb was, you know, that small content providers won't be able to keep up because mm-hmm. they won't have the avenue to, you know, display or get to market or deliver their content, you know, maybe even globally. And frankly, with the streaming services that are out there and, you know, using, you know, uh, different, you know, companies, uh, third party, maybe like Comcast or others or Comcast Technology Solutions and others, they can very easily get their content out there. And it's almost like they can thrive in the niche environment. And uh, so I think that's why you do have all these different you know, streaming services or content providers uh, allowing to get content out there. Because like you said, it's, um, uh, there's just a lot out there, a lot of content. Yeah. And the, the, the really good news too, like you said about the, 
the niche services um, because they don't they already know they're not going to reach uh, a mass market, but they also know that their fans are incredibly loyal. Um, you know, especially you know genre specific stuff. They really, if you're really into film noir or horror movies or something like that, there's 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 these great services out there that just go miles deep into that genre. And, uh, that's, that's been another advent of a uh, streaming technology that I've, I've quite enjoyed that I think, that I think is, is great. It's great to see so many different, um, slices of, of, uh, people collating and collecting content together. Um, I do want to get back to this technology discussion though. So based on what you've experienced and what your re- and your research, what do the leaders in the streaming in the, in the media and entertainment, uh, technology industry see as, um, important uh, enough to incorporate in their technology stack? Yeah, I think going forward, there's a handful of things that are just, um, I would say, imperative for the, I don't know, next generation streaming portfolio or, or, or tech stack. And, um, you know, one of them, of course, is uh, advancement of ad technology. And, and what do I mean by that is, you know, Historically, uh, a lot of the streaming services, at least on the MVPD side, are uh, SVOD based, so subscription based. And one mm-hmm. of the business premises of, or the main business premise of subscription based, is you have to continually, month after month after month, dump a lot of, I would say, medium to high quality content, or maybe even some low quality content onto your platform. So mm-hmm. your uh, subscribers do, do not cancel their subscription or pause their subscription. They always need to see that they're getting value for their, their monthly fee. Right. Um, and I think that is going to be a hard model for everyone to continue with and to find this type of content to continue to fill all these various streaming services. So one of the ways to counteract that is the trend that you'll start you're starting to see um, uh, a bunch of services take on um, like peacock for example but is the advertising approach so avod models so i think the more advanced um, advertising solutions that you can incorporate into your tech stack the more flexible it's going to be able to allow your kind of business leaders inside your organization to kind of integrate and and maybe you know fulfill some of their monetization uh, needs going forward. So I, I think that's a super important one to call out. Um, you know, going forward, that's that's probably a, a one good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peacock's an interesting uh, case study there too because I've I've I just gotten to know that service a little bit. And I am uh, a big fan of the fact that you have multiple ways to consume it. You know, you can do ad supported if you like, or you can do, you know, you can pay and get a mostly, uh, I think you can pay and get a mostly ad free experience on that one. But uh, honestly, I think that is the wave of the future um, to just overall increase your monetization and frankly, push it out to a, a more, uh, a broader audience than it is, um, just to be subscription based or transaction based. You know, the, the other one is not only on the kind of revenue side, but on the cost side mm-hmm. is, you know, a lot of people talk about this, um, or have talked about it or has been a lot of hype, but it's, this is all the, um, artificial intelligence stuff or machine learning. And, 
And what I mean by that, and, and this is actually a really, really good use case for streaming um, solutions or streaming services, is this is perfect. So as you move these streaming uh, approaches or streaming solutions internationally, you need multi-language closed captioning. <laughs> well, that plays perfect into you know machine learning. Or you need a ways to... Um, um, you know, uh, I don't know, improve operational efficiencies and, you know, have more people or more uh, ways to monitor the service to, to improve uptime to make your streaming service, you know, a little bit more broadcast-like. Well, you can use um, artificial intelligence to, the, to do that. So I think, you know, on future services, you need some of that capability. And there's there's a handful of companies that offer plugins to do all this stuff and um, or you could develop your own. But I mean, there is I mean, I think that is a very, very important, you know, know capability to reduce cost, because one of the dynamics of, of these streaming services, of course, is the more people you have on it, the more it costs you, which is different than the normal broadcast kind of that dynamic. So you need ways to to reduce the overall, you know, cost per kind of consumer. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost the exact opposite of broadcast because you're 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 sending each person a a customized experience based on whatever device they have, whatever bandwidth they have, and however far along in a program they might be watching. Um, I, I find it interesting too these these sort of big uh, how these bigger more mass market events like political conventions and stuff like that are are showing that the streaming platforms are really um, just how far they've come in the last few years because now these things are not only um, not only carrying the events as you would expect you know as a you know old school broadcast television would but they're offering so much more you know they're they're giving you additional content they're giving you uh, uh, you know, different ways to consume it uh, on in their app and 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 elsewhere. And uh, I find that as a consumer to be um, really engaging. And also, it it, uh, it it like I said, it shows the technologies come so far. Well, it will be fascinating to see you know the the U.S. Um, conventions, the Democrat and the Republican, to see some of their um, their rates about how much of it was streamed online, their viewership versus yeah on broadcast TV. Uh, I'm sure primetime was still heavy on the TV, but um, mm -hmm. it would be fa it's going to be fascinating to see their numbers because you're, you're right. They're, they're at a, I don't know, it seems like they're at a tipping point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how do you see the streaming market developing over the next uh, few years? Kind of, kind of what, uh, what are, you know, in your role, what are you, what are you preparing for? Well, you know, one of the things that, um, that we are doing as, as far as on the technology side is, you know, and some people have talked about this as well, in, in addition to, to actually making sure our tech stack is capable to handle the advertising and we're incorporating some of the AI hooks that we talked about. Mm. But we're, we're also uh, moving a, a bunch of stuff uh, more and more into the public cloud. And I know people have talked about that probably even maybe for five or 10 years, five years at least, but the reason that that is, is so important right now is uh, because uh, of the um, uh, diversity <laughs> um, um, of uh, multi-site. 
and because that a lot of people are using that uh, in their operations, especially now in COVID times when we're running these big operations, frankly, from our home in many cases. So we're starting to run on all IP operations out of the public cloud. And uh, it, it really what it does is um, it helps us operationally, but it's also a much faster pace of innovation because we're taking advantage of some of the tool sets that are available in the public cloud infrastructure. And we're able to spin up and tear down stuff um, and, and use the geography of disaster recovery stuff um, to, to our advantage. So, so that's one thing we're, we're spending a bunch of time on. The other thing is um, improving the quality of experience. So, so quality experience means several things, but is a huge focus on live. And especially streaming works quite well for uh, VOD or file-based assets. But you know, we still have as an industry a little ways to go on the on the live experience. So yes, it definitely works, but yes, there's lots of uh, latency on that, and um, that's one thing where we're spending lots of time on on all the different elements in the chain, from everything from the CDN to the the, the packaging to to the adaptive bitrate encoding. What can we do to squeeze out you know milliseconds on this to make this you know a world class live platform? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, that 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 is going to be, I think, the thing that separates, uh, you know, the 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 consumer experience down the road. Because you know, just assuming that, um, you know, everyone's media catalog will work, you know, as predict as pr- predictably, um, and that that part of it is is kind of kind of taken care of technologically. Um, doing things like. Well, like I said, political conventions, but even more importantly, things like, um, not more importantly, but more importantly from a technology point of view, uh, really hard things like the Olympics and sporting events and stuff like that. It's going to be, um, uh, I think, an interesting challenge, uh, you know, in in the future. You know, like I said, the great news, and I kind of started with this, the great news is a lot of the technology we need to make this you know, even better in the next, you know, five years or so is, is already here. You know, we have Dash, we have HTML5, we have adaptive bitrate, we have low cost bandwidth, we have, you know, HEVC, AVC, that type of stuff. So so it's really, and we, and we have more content being generated than ever before, you know, frankly, probably in the history of the world. <laughs> so we have all these great dynamics and we, and we have people, unfortunately, sitting at home uh, what maybe watching a lot of TV because of a pandemic, yeah. but we have all these things going on that are really going to skyrocket streaming over the next, you know, one to five years here. Yeah, it's going to be it's it's definitely a, an exciting time for this uh, for this space, both uh, as a consumer and uh, and uh, I'm sure as a technology company. Um, and that that's a good place to leave it for now. And we'll definitely uh, follow up and find out uh, how things have progressed. Uh, Bart Spreester, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. That is it. That's our show. Thanks so much to Bart Spreester for uh, his time and insights today. Uh, And thanks so much to uh, Comcast Technology Solutions for sponsoring not only this episode, but the entire month of content that we've been able to bring you on the Light Reading Podcast. Um, Thanks as ever to our producer, Pierre Landrio, for making us sound good, even when we don't. Uh, Please do tell a friend to subscribe. And thanks so much for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Comcast Technology Solutions. 
Backed by Comcast's 20-plus years in the broadcast and streaming industries, Comcast Technology Solutions provides the technology stack and expert guidance that allows Tier 1 media companies worldwide to manage their content from post-production through delivery.